Good morning, good evening, or good afternoon, and thank you so much for downloading Monkeys Took My Jetpack, issue number 14. We've got a special surprise in store for you today. We're taking a break from the Sorcerer of Zoe for a few weeks. Don't worry, we're coming back to it soon. And with us today, we have, as a guest GM, our own beloved Ketamono. He's going to be running us through Bureau 13, Stalking the Night Fantastic, a game which can be bought from TriTac Games with a link in the show notes to let you know where to go. It's kind of like M-Force, a bit different, and you'll see how as the issue progresses. I've also attached the playtest booklet that was given to us so that you can follow along at least to a point. There are some things that TriTac Games wished to keep confidential, so we are not including those. But you do have a good portion of what we had to work with. And if you have the Savage Worlds Explorers Edition, then you have even more of what we had to work with. So there you go. Uh, Savage Worlds is the game system that we will be using for this. And I hope you enjoy this episode. It's different from what you're used to, I realize. There's no trailer, there's no music, there's nothing. Because of the fact that most of the episode was character creation, which was fun to be involved in, but was boring as all hell to listen to. Trust me on this. So I included everything up to the point where we started to assign numbers and things like that, and then I cut to when our role-playing started. Now, there's not much of the role-playing this week, which is why I didn't put a trailer together or any of the stuff that normally goes into an episode. So that the main meat, if you will, of the uh, game starts next week. And we'll bring that to you live and in Technicolor. Okay, it's not really live, but we'll bring that to you in the next issue. So anyway, without further ado, let's get right to the chase, shall we? Sit back, relax, and enjoy... Monkeys Took My Jetpack, issue number 14. Surprise, surprise. Hello? How are you today, sir? I'm doing all right. Is Josh with us now? I'm here. You're, okay. Can you hear me? You're, faintly. Okay, I got a new microphone, so I might be in... Uh, uh, the microphone is on top of my stuff. head. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got I got a new headset, so I wasn't sure. But then, of course, having the microphone swung to the top of my head so I could drink coffee probably didn't help. There we We're go. We're still Here's playing one. Bureau Thirteen. Yep, and John is online, and I'm going to get him in here in a second. I was reading through the little uh, playtest package, and it's wackier than uh, I recall it being in the '80s. <laughs> I read through it too. Um, I want to pre-gen. Okay. <laughs> Is that Patrick? That's on. I hey. heard you. Hey. You're still sounding sick, sir. Ooh, I hey, haven't got Chris. rid of it yet. Oh. Still. You know, I mean, you sound you sound better than you did. I feel a lot better, but I just can't get my voice back. Yeah, it sounds similar to what I had. I'm getting a sinus infection or something. I'm like <coughs> back and forth in and out of the cold. Speaking of sinuses. Hello. Do you, Hello. Do you prefer us to oh. call you Ketamono or John, or how do you want us to refer to you, sir? John's I fine. I refer to him as <laughs> <laughs> Are you over that cold yet? 
No, I still got it. Oh, wow. It's Thomas sounds like he's stoned. <laughs> okay. You guys Dude. got me. <laughs> Dude, man. You're, you're, you're present, John, for a landmark occasion. Not only is this the first time we've had a guest GM, but it's also the first time I've been able to get a uh, conference call working with the new Skype. Hey. Oh, God. Yeah, don't be too proud. She's on, though. Oh, is Nikki here? Oh, that's right. Good God. She Hold said on. she was going to be late. That's right. Apparently and she, not but, as and late she changed as her mind. So. Oh, okay. okay, hang on. I thought she was going to be on vacation. Or something. Or is that, was that an antique, antique recording? <laughs> that was at the uh, the the other group. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. Scutter what are they called club. again? I legitimately forgot for a second <laughs> because I've got lead in the water. Sewage something? The gutter skites. The gutter skites. <laughs> <laughs> no, Adam's here. here. He heard us. Nikki. Hi. Hello. 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 Nikki. Hi. Hi, Hi Nikki. This call is being recorded. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it is. Hi. And before we start, may I just say, Chris, you have some evil, potent, powerful germs, my man, because after last Monday, I got a fever in the middle of the night, and I was out of work for two days, and I wow. blame... Wow, maybe that's, that's what's getting me. Well, if it makes you feel <laughs> totally, any better... It's Chris. It's evil Chris plague germs. <clears throat> you can't tell it as much now, but I'm getting over a bit of a cold myself, although with my elephantine immune system, I got it on... Thursday or Wednesday, I'm, and I'm done I'm with getting it practically one. by now. Rock wow. on! So thanks, Chris. <laughs> I'm powerful. <laughs> he is powerful, mighty, mighty. I'm feeling all left out, Chris. What's? Why won't you? <laughs> Come here, Patrick. I'll give you a big me. fat kiss. <laughs> all righty. John. Hi, hi, Nikki. Hi. We have a new person. We do. Yes. With a big question mark. So how much did I miss? How late am I? Uh, not. Yeah. It, it took me a while because I don't know how to highlight everyone at once and just call. So uh, I had to do the old one-at-a-time conferencing thing. So And just God all... forbid I'd have the monkey crown. That's right. You know, I let you have it last week. This week it was my turn. I earned it, by God. The only reason I had it last week is because you were late. That's right, and I wasn't late this time. Damn. <laughs> I'm really grumpy in real life, too. Are you... <laughs> Not allowed to be grumpy. You were grumpy last week because you were so sick. It just hurt to listen to you last week. Yeah, <laughs> me too. <laughs> are you not better? You still sound snuffy. Uh, it's just a throat now. Sinuses are fine. I feel fine. I just can't yeah. get the voice back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mine's pretty trashed right now too. How am I supposed to sing show tunes for ten hours tomorrow with my voice like this? That's what I want to know. You can TV next do- style. Or 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 uh, what's her name? What's her name? <laughs> Kathleen oh. Turner style. I was gonna say oh, uh, Kathleen Turner, very good. Lauren oh, McCall style. Just do applause. Applause. All three. I'll just cycle through. Sounds <laughs> oh, like Lucinda Williams. That's it. <laughs> do Lucille Ball from Maine. <laughs> Smoke another pack, Lucy. I can't remember the name of the actress, but uh, oh, geez, back in the forties, Lily Marlene. Oh. oh, and then just for giggles, I can swap over to Edith Piaf and just make up fake French words. And <laughs> no one will ever know. So <laughs> that would be fabulous. Oh, and so. Carol Channing, up your voice just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> when you're going to do Carol Channing, you got to kind of talk 
not talk. She doesn't have a New York thing going on, but she has the, this thing with her voice. I can't really do it justice, but yeah. You sound more like Jerry Lewis. <laughs> no, Jerry Lewis is more like this. I thought Pee Wee Herman, but... Actually, that's yeah. Saul Rosenberg, now that I think about it. Wow. Actually, I'm morphing into Gilbert Gottfried, so we'll just let it go. <laughs> Never wow. realized Actually, the three of them were so indistinguishable before. And, and yet, yeah. Here's Firestein. I was going to channel Michael, Michael oh. him. Props for sale. Slightly <laughs> spoiled. I'm not spoiled. Props for sale. Like I Harvey Firestein. Yeah, I was thinking that. Harvey, Harvey, not Michael. Harvey Firestein. Yeah, him. <laughs> I call my mother. Oh, my God. <laughs> I didn't call my mother. Everybody gather round, children. <laughs> It'll be great. I don't know why he was in the Call movie with Kevin Sorbo. <laughs> Call the Conqueror? Yeah, he was a pirate smuggler. Oh, dear God. I remember that. Call, call, you can trust me. Call, you can trust me, can't you? <laughs> you better be prepared like, to walk the plane. Uh, you know, what are these Do they speak Yiddish? <laughs> but he was a pirate, <laughs> was he? <laughs> Played a slightly effeminate character. Oh, yeah. <laughs> really? Harvey <laughs> Fudge. Wow. wow. He's expanding his role, isn't he? <laughs> so just a little lemon and some tea, and you just write out perfect, dear. <laughs> okay. Oh, is oh, it... What? Got le- Leopard Women of Venus. Came out yes. last night. Yep. Yep. Started reading Oh, it's it. out. Yeah. It last out. night, after a lot of editorial problems, was I there. kept missing little tiny things in my layout. Yeah. Josh, are you doing a print version of that? Uh, yeah, we want to have it out by Gen Con because Leighton and I, specifically because Leighton and I just really want to have a print copy of it. So, yes, there will be a print so, version of it. Cool. I'll wait till then. Now, I did notice something that I wanted to ask you about off the QT. All right, with your street lingo. Let's there go. you go. Um, <laughs> no, you, you mentioned that this was inspired by Fletcher Hanks, and it was the setting of your own creation based on that story that you half-transcribed, well, I mean, the first part of it anyway. In the intro, yeah, the story is Leighton basically transcribing what was in the comics. But, but it didn't; it wasn't the whole story. He ends it with them. I think it's just starting. It sounds like the intensified comet fire. That last bit there comes out of the yellow narrative box from that comic strip. So my question is: Will there be future games dealing with other aspects of Fletcher Hanks' inspiration, such as Fletcher Hanks? Mad Men of Mars, or some... Does Dallas. Um, he only ever did two uh, Space Smith comics, which is where this comes from. One was him on Mars, the other was him on Venus. Um, well, there you go. See, that would be perfect, then. We smushed... We, we, and then we smushed Stardust, which shows up in... Who shows up in the book, was basically just like a, a, a superhero, you know, on Earth that we decided we're going to put him in. He also had, like, a lumberjack hero who I actually made reference to in some of the text, because I used his name. And, uh, God, he had a... I can't remember. He had, like, some Prince Valiant knockoff. Hmm. But what we really... What, we, what we'd like to do, if this sells well, we really want to do, like, a gazetteer that will develop Venus further. So, yeah, we, we would like to develop the setting a bit more. It depends how well this sells. It will sell well. I hope so. I'm going to We're really copy. happy with it. How much Did you is dedicate the PDF? it to us? PDF is seven ninety nine or six ninety nine. I might have to get it tonight. Hundred and thirteen. Here's the thing, Chris. The book's going to be in black and white, probably not color. The PDFs, the PDFs in color. I don't look at the art anyway. 
Oh, I'm choking. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Am I a lot to everybody? Got uh, yeah. 113 pages, uh, 788. Josh? Yes, sir. Ma'am, Excuse me. This is the most important question. Did you dedicate it to us? I actually didn't. We, I, we actually don't you have bastard. I'm not buying squat. So. <laughs> I don't, don't have a dedication in it because I couldn't fit it on the layout. <laughs> <laughs> On the page of our own. <laughs> no, I'm just busting your okay. Doesn't hurt a whole lot. That's okay. No, if I had any feelings left, they'd be crushed. But you know, luckily, I don't. <laughs> if I could cry right now. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm too numb, really. <laughs> John, um, I'm sorry. Are we supposed to call you John or Kedamono? Huh? Oh, yeah. You can call me John or Kedamono, either one. Oh, okay. We asked that already. Right there. Yeah. Uh, well, see, I, I missed it, and you didn't tell me, did you? <clears throat> well, no, well, because if you late, wanted to know, you should have been here on time. Yeah. Well, there's a story behind my screen name. Uh, back in the days of Genie in oh, the 80s. Oh, you are dating yourself, sir. Isn't the, I well, love Genie. <laughs> who else would date me anyway? But my nickname at the time was Animal. <laughs> so I was trying to set up a uh, Sam Gig uh, account on Genie. But it said, "Oh, you could be Animal Two Thousand." I'm going, mm, or Animal, actually, like one night, one eight two nine six four, whatever, you know. <laughs> I'm going, I don't feel like that, so I went and grabbed my Japanese English dictionary and looked up Animal. Okay, and I thought, oh, Kanemono. However, I now have several Japanese friends who speak <laughs> Japanese. You have to mention that here in Seattle because there's Japanese don't speak Japanese in Seattle. Oh, fair. Uh, anyway. <laughs> But they said, oh, kitamono? It sort of means um, rat bastard. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect! That's just what I wanted! (laughs) I knew that. Uh, It's it's a term they use for rapists and people who assault people. I was going to say, how can you add evil? What's the word for evil so you can be evil rat bastard in Japanese? That would be fantastic. I think that's Uh, Eric. (laughs) <laughs> well, he's the spirit of evil rat bastard, but just right. in terms of the language, the words. Is that, that I'm, I am evil. the Serb, spirit of evil rat bastard. <laughs> <laughs> you are evil rat bastard. That's my new I'm... alter ego, the Serb. <laughs> but it's such a unique name. I think I've only ran into two other people who've used it. So we're talking like what twenty-five years, and I've only found two people who've used it besides myself. <laughs> I'm so lame that when Adam first asked me if I wanted to come and play with the gutter skypes. He's like, so, what do you want to be called? And I said, um, Nikki. (laughs) 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 Then I found out everybody else is Adam 5 and Andros and Blind Geek. That's okay, because we asked everybody what we wanted to be called when we first started and Chris said Moondog, and we've been calling him Chris ever since, so, you know. (laughs) I didn't didn't have a real cool name, because I got rid of the one I used to use, because I didn't like it anymore, and I couldn't think of a better one. Josh is a good name. I don't like my name, to be honest, but thank you. He'd rather be known as Battlesnake, but, you know, we're not... <laughs> <laughs> no, I, there, there was... It's just... I know there... I was like one of five Joshes in my graduating class of 100. See, Josh is a nice name, because when you're named John, there's more than two Johns in a party, so we'll all barely make the joke, Oh, two Johns, no waiting. <laughs> but, yeah, my, my wife likes my name, so I'm stuck with um, it now. Shot. <laughs> we have a grand tradition... 
the, the guest feedback. reads the feedback, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Tradition now. It's a and long-standing it's tradition. Glad you want me to read the feedback. I'll be glad to read the feedback. You know. <laughs> <laughs> and we have some from iTunes. Not one, not two, oh, but we? three. Seriously? Are they five stars? Oh, we are up, uh, we're, we're up on RPG uh, podcast now. Oh, cool. Are we? Awesome. Yeah, except that it comes through funny, and we got like a weird character in the middle of our. It says Monkey Took. The title is like Monkey Took Our Jetpack, like A with an umlaut, and then podcast. What the hell? I don't know. I might have to look at the RS feed. I, I don't know a thing about RS feeds, but I'll see what I can find. And our description is uh, um, um, a podcast of simian proportions. Which is <laughs> <laughs> what I changed damn monkeys from to, uh, to that. Yeah. Uh, yeah I gotta actually study how to do RS feeds, and I can. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, up, so hopefully this will uh, boost our listenership. Yeah, sorry. If I'm a little less than not as responsive as because I'm still at work. <laughs> oh no! Are you oh. really? I oh. work from home, so I have ah. my other computer set up. I'm a technical writer as a living, so uh, yeah, I'm getting feedback right now saying you got to change this so we can publish this by tomorrow morning at ten o'clock. But I figure the feedback portion will help me pad out this time and so forth and get this done. <laughs> Let me tell you, I need to get a new job because being unemployed is killing me. I've never worked so hard as when I've been unemployed. <laughs> no, I like spent the past two weeks just busting my hump on the, trying to get uh, leopard women out. Plus, I've been moving risers and equipment and everything for the orchestra, and that's just been killing me. It's good for you. That's a fun gig. I'm about going in and out of the cold into the from the cold oh, warm wow. church is really oh, freaking wow. havoc. It builds character, son. Yes, exactly. Back in my day, we had to walk to and from work in the cold, and we had to wear a tank top doing it, and we had to fight off grizzly bears on the way. And sometimes, if we were really lucky, we'd kill them, slice them open with our lightsabers, and wear their skins as jackets. What I would give for a grizzly bear attack. We had to deal with killer whales. They come jumping out of the river and limping along the pathway, and then they go chew us up and spit us out. <laughs> killer whales. That was a blessing. On a good day, we had killer whales. We had to deal with killer kumquats from outer space. Polar bears riding the killer whales. You had to be careful walking down the mountain to get to school, because if you weren't careful, you would... Get hit by a falling kumquat right on you the head. The we got feedback, dude. Yeah, you were lucky. We had to walk up the mountain both ways <laughs> <laughs> with no oxygen tanks. <laughs> Fifteen thousand feet. We had to make sure you can only survive in the vacuum of space for thirty seconds. And we had to race to get through. <laughs> My friend Barney didn't quite Stop. make it. His head exploded. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Shall we read now? <laughs> Promo material. Are we going to do feedback then? Yeah. Yes. Shall I do start my, with the iTunes? My iTunes reviews, and then the rest of yous can jump in with the rest of it. I'm going to save my voice. That's fair. <gasps> All Ooh. right. I do request. Can I read my own feedback? No. Sorry, Nikki says no, and she's the boss. <laughs> We're just, just the crew. We just crew. That's right. <laughs> Hush up, crew. I'm about to read. So, here. Or not one, not two, but three. P- 
pretty damn brandy shiny new fabulous iTunes reviews. And I'm going to read them for your delectation. And the first one is from March 1st by Anum5, and it's titled Madness Dice and Quality. Five stars, needless to say. And here it goes. It says, The new standard of excellence in actual play RPG podcasts has been set. Monkeys Took My Jetpack is the result of a podcasting perfect storm combining the creative insanity of Chris, Nikki, Josh, Pat, and Blind Geek as they craft their stories and characters using the role-playing game as their launch point. The roll of the dice throws the curves in the road and spins on the ball, and the final but vital ingredients that set this audio gem at the top of the list of game-listening fun is the meticulous and expert enhancement in post-production. Try saying that ten times fast. Blind geeks, music choices, sound effects, vocal modifications, and editing display a clear love for the gaming experience as well as a rare application of time and expertise to deliver a podcast of such high production value and entertainment gold that no one else comes near it. Why are you reading this still? Start downloading every show on the list. It is superb. Wow. Oh. I love that guy. Yeah. So did he like us or not? <laughs> <laughs> that was fantastic. What we should have that thing. I'm going to have that as a tattoo. I think I'll fit. All right. Anyway, that was fantastic. And then next up on the same day, if you can believe it, we have <laughs> a review from Small Hoof, also five stars, entitled "Confusing Title, but a Great Listen." And this is actually very amusing. Ready? I was originally drawn to this show after my therapists pointed it out to me. She believed it would help me overcome trauma I had experienced from a similar incident of primate perpetrated aeronautic assault. Imagine my surprise when instead of a support group for victims of monkey mayhem, I heard one of the best actual play podcasts available. If you enjoy fun, you will enjoy this podcast. That's a very silly review, but I like it a lot. Yeah. I like it too. <laughs> yeah. Who was that from again? What's her name? Or his small, name? small hoof, as in a little hoofy foot. Oh. Small hoof. We you know, hoof. I feet described as hoofy. <laughs> we hoofy. Uh, no, small hoof. And then lastly, came in on March third from Undel Sol, Undel Sol, if you wish. S O L. It says amazing five stars what a great podcast from the first episode to their latest at least one point during each episode i fall out of my chair laughing mm. maybe i should sit on the floor while listening they to put that. A disclaimer. don't sue us <laughs> i would give it 42 stars out of five but they only let you give five those rat bastards so, <laughs> so thank you so much those are our brilliant itunes reviews and i Hurrah. thank you thank you anim5 and Ooh, and and Small I'm gonna and undersoul 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 and if we butchered your name we apologize there's no yeah, reflection I on our opinion of your review we love reviews thank you very very much and for those of you who haven't yet reviewed us and we're thinking about it then let this be the impetus that gets you to go to the iTunes click on the write a review thing and go to town because we would love sure to five stars. Five. Five is a magic number. We like five. I thought three was a magic number. Five is the magic What is the loneliest number? number? Oh, right. <laughs> I can't come up with anything for two or four. Two divided by love? Cocktails for two? Cocktails for two. Clink, clink. Uh, that's I can't believe I remember that song. Thank you, Pat. 
Uh, yeah, it'll be stuck there uh, now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, it's stuck in my head now. Like Thank you. Morning, <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, good. It's a song I don't know. <laughs> I'll send you a week I'm calling you all at three in the morning, and you can sing along with me. I'll be in so the car. First. Uh, I guess I can. Hey. For episode 12, A Shady Business on the Rise. Oops, and that's this my is, typo, sorry. Yep, that's alright. This is from Gamecaster, or in some circles as he is known, Trevor. He says, I say, where was Nikki during the feedback? I thought she was the front woman of the jetpack list for all things to do with feedback. Yeah. I was sorry to hear that Chris was sick during the feedback portion. It was great to meet Josh at BashCon, and I'm glad that I'm not the only one that bothered him with introductions. Your idea for MonkeyCon is great, because you could allow your listeners to run their own Skype games as well. See, I'm telling you, it's a great idea. I never that said it was MonkeyCon? Yeah. MonkeyCon. MonkeyCon. It's awesome. <laughs> We'll have bring to your work own on Doritos. That. <laughs> yeah, bring your own, yeah. <laughs> Just for the perfect effect, everybody has to munch food in the microphone when they're playing. <laughs> Crunchy food. However, I will tell you right now, if we do Monkey Con, I am not editing it. <laughs> oh, come I on. I believe that's fair. Uh, yeah, it'll be, you have to have been there or you miss out. <laughs> fair enough. Or the person is responsible for recording and editing their own damn game. Anyway, well, I think that's fair. <laughs> and he continues, I have finished the game session. All that I have to say is holy cow. And I personally give a yum yum for Prometheus Jones having his own theme music and breaking out into a great dance session. That was the best part for me. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate thank that. Thank you very much. <laughs> Oh, hey, And cool. Gamecaster, let it be known by Prometheus Jones himself that you are a bad mother. Hush your mouth. mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about Gamecaster. <laughs> All right, that was my bit. So thank you, Gamecaster. We appreciate the feedback. Yay. And everyone is silent. Okay, fine. All right, I'll take computer king. Scroll, I'm nope, scrolling down now. Too late. Nope. You want to arm wrestle? Fine. Yep, I win. So, Computer King, and that's groovy. And this is from Computer King, and Computer King says, I hope Chris feels better soon. Hooray for feedback. Always good to hear what other listeners think. Bad Leroy. Hmm. First thing I thought of after the first few lines of the song was an image of a gorilla werewolf. <laughs> Fun session, guys. Hey, 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 what's this guy? Hey. Anyway, fun session, guys. Dance number, Betty and Mothamer's cheerful separation. <laughs> that's lads. <laughs> Great stuff. I'd forgotten that. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Yeah. And thank you for the well wishes. I'm getting better. Yeah, we, we yeah. hope you feel better soon, too. Passing his evil plague germs down the Skype line. You keep them <laughs> yeah. This time, my friend. We might want to do Monkey Con a long time from now. We'll do it in November <laughs> when it's the year anniversary of Monkeys Took My Jetpack. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah. Ooh, autumn yeah. bonfires and trick or treat yep. and Monkey Con! Monkey Con! <laughs> Held in your local Banana Republic. Why? Uh, who is this one from? I ask you. I don't know. Who could it be? <laughs> 
but you're not allowed to read it. So go. <laughs> go ahead. What? Powder Josh, come on, step up. Oh, you're not gonna let him. You're not gonna let John oh. read his own. Come on, let him read his feedback. Come on, oh. Nikki. Please, mistress. <laughs> oh God, I I don't need that. No, let's stop right right now. <laughs> wow. Do not need that image that in my head. That just flowed awfully easily. How did it go? Yeah, it really did. Apparently, we hit a line for Eric too. <laughs> <laughs> You've been a very naughty boy. Whatever. <laughs> we'll be able to save real quick. <laughs> so off with you, John. Go ahead, read. Okay. Yes, it's from some person named Ketamono. Oh, hi, Ketamono. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost he's like my he's... favorite. Yeah. <laughs> Mine, too. <laughs> the Ketamono Dragon, Chatroom Ninja. Hiya! <laughs> Feedback from those folks, and yes, poor Chris. He sounded like a man who smoked a pack a day. Not saying what he smoked, just said he smoked a pack a day. <laughs> I'm waiting to hear the funkadelic Frankenstein in the mean streets of Monster Town. <laughs> now onto the feedback of the pregame banner. <laughs> uh, see, one thing I love about the new Doctor Who, I'm talking about the TV show, is that they uh, use the Doctor's reputation as an attack. Hello, I'm the Doctor. Basically, run. <laughs> <laughs> and Torchwood is one of my favorite highly dysfunctional team shows. They plan to bring it back, but I don't remember if it's going to be in the States or back in Wales. And uh, I agree, the Siffy channel has gone downhill. <laughs> <laughs> One or two gyms like Battlestar Galactica, Eureka, and Warehouse 13. Now on to the... Yeah, Farscape. Yeah. Now on to the Funkadug Funkalations of the Funkadug Frankenstein. <laughs> the Vlad Tepes Holistic Clinic. A picture of a monster <laughs> kicking a nun with the caption, Stop kicking the habit. Get straight with Vlad. <laughs> and the mental pitch. It's just uh, wrong. You know, I'll just skip that next sentence. And all the music references. Oi, I've been banned from singing at the game table at, at my games. <laughs> <laughs> As for yum yums, if you're good at cooking, and I uh, change subject in mid sentence, you can get some sushi. <laughs> I bet you can cook some yum yums. <laughs> sushi, yum yums. Yeah, not so much. One year old. No, no. Get some scallops and. You know. no. If my meat has not been introduced to a flame, I don't want it. Yeah, I, I really I want had... to like sushi because it looks really tasty, and all the cool kids like it. But I've tried it several times and I don't like it. Yeah, I've tried trying... a different variety. Just can't stand it. Well, here's the thing: I don't I like it. fish, so I don't know why I thought I'd uh, like it any better. I don't know why raw. you thought you'd like. It. Yeah, I, I ate <laughs> it and kept thinking. This tastes like it should be cooked, and then I realized oh, well, what I thought and went. I don't. Okay, I don't like idiot. seafood don't in sushi. general, and apparently I don't like it any better when it's raw. So. Except for Blind Geek, who's in Portland, should know better. All you guys are all, you know, what Middle Midwest and, and East Coast. There's no good sushi in the East Coast. What? Oh, what? We have Long John down. Silver, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I eat it, but I know friends who do, and they have a number of good sushi places. Toledo, Ohio, doesn't probably really ring sure as a great sushi place either. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, I actually adore it. There's several conveyor belt sushi places I like around here, and you can pick what you like. <laughs> so disturbing. <laughs> Trundles I don't know that I want to eat any place that's called <laughs> conveyor belt food. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there goes the meal roll again. Been out six days. I even know of an all-you-can-eat sushi place. 
Yeah, that'd be about one piece. Yeah, we have one of those here, too. Yeah. Well, it's the perfect thing for all you can eat. There's no prep involved. The fish comes up, swims up. <laughs> there he goes. Another fish comes up, scoop him up. Why do you have a picture of Blunder Bear and, and Thomas the Bear sitting by a stream going, Yeah, here's some sushi. Sushi. I'm more of a chicken man. Because <laughs> uh, I do like a good unagi uh, in nigiri. That's pretty good. Unagi's I eel. I have no idea what that is. Okay. Oh, that would be no. I knew but that because I, I watch Iron Chef. Yeah. I will uh, sit and drink sake while others are eating their raw fish bits. I like a good taco. And I'm making a pun here. No one's going to get unless they speak Japanese. Tacos octopus. Ah. Is it really? Yes. I did not know that. Now I do, but I did not. Makes you wonder about Taco Bells there in Japan. Oh, I was, was going to say, <laughs> and you beat me to the punch. <laughs> oh. Anyway, so we yeah. still should do the next one. That's from Wilhelm. Wilhelm, once upon a time. Once upon a time. Go on. Ghastly good fun, folks. I don't know about you, but I really want some more Mortimer Deep One romance. Mortimer. It's extremely funny, that. Also, I'm sure I misheard you, Blind Geek, but I could have sworn you said, so we drive back to the orifice at the start I did. there. <laughs> I, I did say that, yes. Oh. A similar wilderment struck my brain when Joshua uttered, there's a 45 millimeter pistol, which Pat then wrangled elegantly, <laughs> elegantly, there into comedy with a brisk in the bag. <laughs> I really need to stop listening to your show in the wee hours of the morning. Give the man ideas, it does. <laughs> He's a very funny person. Thank yeah, you, Wilhelm. Maybe he'll come to Monkey Con. Thank you, Wilhelm. What? Maybe he'll come to Monkey Con. Yeah, maybe. Or, or at least dial in, right? Because it's just going to be Skype, is it not? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's how you come to Monkey Con. You get on your... Are we gathering together? We'll talk about that later. Anyway. We'll see how many people we can hold on one Skype connection. <gasps> yeah. Eight. Eight? Oh, we can do more. Oh, wow. Is that the cap? We nearly tapped it out wow. with the first yeah. episode. I think it's eight. Though I could be wrong. I think it's eight if you don't have a premiere account. If you got a premiere account, you might be able to get up to 16. I thought it was 12, actually. Oh, well, maybe? We'll have Even to if it is, that's a good point. How are we going to do it if people are running their own separate games? We can't have everybody on one Skype connection. I, 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 I don't know. It'd be separate Skype connections. So then we'll only have people's word that they're at MonkeyCon. We won't be able to actually track it. <laughs> this whole concept's well, got a lot of flaws. I got. It say. really does. Now that I'm thinking about it, it does not sound like a good idea. But now it's like. All right. Oh. Maybe it's not separate games. Maybe it's MonkeyCon. We choose the game. You show or you don't. Yeah, it's, it's too bad they actually have an auditorium feature. I read some chat rooms that actually had the stage. Where people can get there and talk, and you, everyone can hear it, and they had the auditorium where you just sat and watched. Huh. <laughs> kind of, we did things back in the old roleplay chats back in That's the day. That's just wrong. Yeah. Well, you can do an auditorium effect on TeamSpeak. Yeah, that's true. You can also do different rooms in Ventrilo. That's true, you can. The other way of doing it, of course, is the way you do some of these live podcasts, you stream it live. Interesting. Yeah, we all have to be there. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hmm. Well, Look into it, time. Chris. Don't be squashing my monkey con. <laughs> <laughs> well said. I watched and too one, much National Geographic. <laughs> and, and one less editing thing I have to do. 
<laughs> I like the big angry monkey you put in the uh the I was flash just gonna, I, <laughs> I was hoping somebody would notice that. I was rather proud of that myself. It made me laugh. He just got pushed one too many times and he just lost it. Yeah. You guys are continuing on with feedback, yeah? Yes. Okay. Who's next? I haven't gone yet, so I may as well go here. From Crystal 4 I am still listening to the episode you posted today. Hang on, let me pause it real quick. I think I know why you reacted so much to the Ramblin' Rump name than your fellow Jetpackless. It's the same reason I reacted horribly. The big local cartoon show, quote, quote, in Oregon was Ramblin' Rod. Anyone who has lived in Oregon for any amount of time in the past 35 years knows the name very well. And while Ramblin' Rump is just too close for comfort and probably causes a reaction that your other podcast mates did not feel. At least that's my guess. Anyway, sorry for disturbing you. So Ramblin' Rump is actually Chrysophor in disguise? No, no, no. no. There was a cartoon, apparently a guy... I'd never heard of this, by the way. He thought I, I had, but I, I hadn't. Oh. There was a cartoon guy on TV named Ramblin' Rod, and ah. he was thinking that was where... I got the idea. Is that all the, uh, do we? No. No. Okay. You really Are we halfway done? Back? Oh my There's only God. a couple more. Okay. Where did you leave off? Josh, go ahead. Thank you, Europe. Or Josh. <laughs> no, no, it's Josh's turn. <laughs> I'll continue on. From episode 13, Here to See the King, from Gamecaster. It began with sadness and anger, but it quickly regained its footing into the ridiculous. All thanks to Connecticut Jarrett and Princess Zephyr's unexpected turn of events. Both their players can receive two of my own hero points for scroll, scroll, scroll for this tremendous session. So keep up the croaking of the bullfrogs within the setting. Hooray! And I have to admit, I haven't listened to that one yet because I have been busy. I see where the priorities lie. <laughs> to listen to this amazing episode, I see. Well, if I listen to it while I'm at work, I don't get as much work done. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That's okay, I haven't listened to, listen to it either. That's not the I'll, I'll listen to it, like, real soon. <laughs> Promise. Honest engine. We'll and do checking. you see that? Thank you, Gamecaster. Do you Thank see you, that? Game Thank you, Gamecaster. Yeah, now. we got two more hero points apiece. Yeah. Apiece. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what he said. Yeah. Could you change our stats, please? No. I think Pat and I feel neglected. <laughs> Are you saying our fans aren't valid in their gifts that they bestow upon us? <laughs> I yeah, I guess I am, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. That's what we love about Josh. It's cruel, but cruel. In, a, in a game mechanical way, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm reading this last one because I like saying, mm-hmm, pig. <laughs> and this one is from, mm, pig. <laughs> it's just fun to say. And mm, pig says, I am really digging the idea of Webster becoming a more important part of the party. I like the idea of only Jared being able to understand the, uh-oh. Yeah, I don't know. That's three, uh, three, lead. slash lead, 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 speak, lead, speak. Those are threes. Well, apparently you're not lead. Three, three. Omg, Zomig. Zomig. What the hell does Zomig mean, anyway? Oh, you people. Anyway, so the you know, you know what this means. The L three three T slash speak or power. But maybe eventually Webster can speak, but only to Jared. Hmm, that's an interesting idea. Great episode. Thanks.
Thanks, M-Pig. Yeah. Thank you. Pig. Oh, there's one more. Pig. Two more. Last one. Two more. Two more. Early. These Come are from on, the man. website now, from mtmjetpack.com. From where? I, mtmjetpack.com. 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 I love mtmjetpack.com. Everybody loves mtmjetpack.com. Who doesn't like love mtmjetpack.com? <laughs> So, who's reading this one? From Joe? Uh, Mr. Tim? Mr. Tim. Yeah. Where'd he go? Very Mr. Tim, one. there he is. Okay, I'll take this one. Mr. Tim. Yes, I agree with this, by the way. <laughs> Pat saying, Damn it! I was trying to figure out how to get nipples in there. <laughs> <laughs> Has got to go into a promo. <laughs> yes, I, I agree. Work your audio magic, sir. <laughs> uh, I just gotta find time figure out what else to put in said promo and then we'll be good to go Joe. this is from Joe and Joe says any chance Jared in a session of frat boy versus question mark I really hope so I think that would be so cool frat boys versus is a quag supplement ah. for next games ah. wow. See? well there you go because that was kind of what inspired Jared in the first place, was me reading that and going, wow, what if one of those guys got sent to the land of Zoe? And then he's kind of evolved, I like to think, since then. But that was the initial inspiration. Yeah. Yeah. So it would have to either be a flashback or a dream sequence or something, because... If, Alternate universe, Jared. Yeah, that's a possibility, what? too. Yeah, because if it's a flashback, then the problem is he wouldn't have been as thrown by Zoe because he would have experienced weird crap before. So that doesn't really work. What? Dream sequence is annoying. So yeah, I guess Alternate Universe Jared would probably be the best way to go. We're going to play a game today? Yeah. Uh, yes, we're going to play some promos while I get a Pepsi. And then we're going to turn it over to Ketimono. Ketimono! <laughs> for... Hola! <laughs> Who will break first? Hable Espanol! <laughs> uh, Alright. As the DC people like to say, back in a flash. Do they? Yeah. I should have said DC Comics people, but. So, oh. oh, I was the miracle of, that, The miracle I? of editing, as the DC Comics people say. <laughs> So whose side are you on? The doctor's? Plastic curtain rings clicked like fingernails as Dr. Gandon pulled the thin fabric behind his broad shoulders. You know, this would be a lot more private if we did it at Gamma. Mom stiffened. Or the patients. I was born blind, but you saved me, Gandon. I am your Nighthawk. He dragged the knife down the paneling, leaving a jagged slash. I will save you with steel.
Lightning spliced by Zelly Blake. Choose your side at Z-E-L-L-I-E dot podbean dot com. Hi, this is Matt Cox inviting you to a very unique radio drama podcast. Do you like BBC drama, comedy, science fiction, mystery, music, and panel shows? Well, if you do, then bwtb.mebio.com is the place for you. That's the home of the Brunch with the Brits podcast, and we'd love to see you every weekend. It goes for two hours, sometimes three, and we're proud to say that we host the best of the BBC. So why not make a date with us this weekend at http colon slash slash www.bwtb.mebio.com for Brunch with the Brits. We'll see you soon. Hi, we're north here and we're south here and we're latitude, longitude, gobbledy bleh, bleh. Okay, I do not shoot at the guy hanging on the wing. <laughs> Thank you. I, oh, what kind of co- combination of accents is that? Okay. I'm breaking up, I'm breaking up. Let's see how to manage this. I'm going to hit him with the bag of money. <laughs> yes! I saw that one coming. I did, I swear. Heinrich, you never did have any manners. And you never had any good looks. Oh, zing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, please tell me Reggie actually says that. The Gutter Skypes. And we're back. That's some good Welcome trauma. <laughs> awesome. We already, we already did that bit last week. Yeah, do it awesome, dude. You know, I actually played Bureau 13 way back in the 80s in the original version. Ah. I actually played uh, Richard DeHolkaran, a game that I was in, in uh, at Marcon. Yeah, God, 80-something. Well, 91, yeah. probably. 90-something like that. That's not the 80s. 90s are not the 80s. I can't remember. It's a long time ago. It was... <laughs> High school and all that coke, you know, and uh, (laughs) which new and classic (laughs) diet vanilla cherry tastes like cough medicine. Yeah, I have iced tea I made with Mm. the uh, brand of loose leaf tea from the uh, Market Spice Company called the Market Surprise. (laughs) <laughs> is it just whatever's lying around on the back shelf? Well, no, it's, got, it's got dried fruit in it, and it's got no, black tea. What's in it? It's a surprise. <laughs> surprise! Whatever we have in terms of dried fruit, we just mince it really fine and throw it in there. Today is kumquat. <laughs> it's good I've never had a kumquat. I just can't get past the name. I start laughing. George <laughs> Carlin. Uh, yeah, uh, but in my case, it's actually true. Oh, I remember George Carlin was a liar. Is that what you're saying? No, I'm saying that I don't know whether it's true. Whatever. I'm saying that I actually... Shut up, Josh. You bother me. <laughs> you bother me, lad. But yeah, it's... Uh, actually, I remember I remember the first time someone got kumquats, and I remember someone said, we got to peel these things? And the guy says, no, just pop them in your mouth. The rind and everything, pop in your mouth. I did not know that. Yeah. You don't have to peel them. Just eat them. Okay, if you say so. Like sushi. No! (laughs) (laughs) No! 
Tell us about so that Bureau 13, huh, John? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> You're the master of the Segway. Hey, I try. <laughs> oh, you have a Segway? How's it work? <laughs> I'm one of the few in the proud. You and a whole bunch of mall security people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, we actually have a contingent Segway here right where I live. <laughs> you see him going up and down the street. He's like, okay. See, I tried. I threw him a bone, and he just threw it right back. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Anywho, what do you want to know about Bureau 13? I don't know. I'm trying yeah. to give you a chance to start the game. <laughs> okay, well, the first thing all is, how many folks here actually have played Savage Worlds? I have. I have. No. 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 I've heard at least two folks. And the next question is, how many people actually have a copy of the rules? Me? I, mean, I printed yes. them out. Oh, no, no. I'm talking, I hate to say this, oh. Savage Worlds. No. I have I've got answer. my Explorer Edition That's right That's the Explorer Edition? Yep. 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 Yep, I got it somewhere. That's I have it, but I don't have access to it, unfortunately. In the I got mine right in my lap side. here. Oh, good. So you can be the official reader. Because... Sure. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I thought well, I was ready, too. I have a PDF version. Is that okay? That works. Do a little history here. Bureau 13 is probably the first agency versus Supernatural. You know, government agents versus Supernatural role-playing game out there. Kolshak, the Night Stalker, was one of the inspirations. And unfortunately, the original Ghost Space Busters. The one with Forrest Tucker and Larry Storch. Yeah. Saturday mornings. Yeah, and Tracy the, the, the Gorilla. Gorilla, yes. That is also another one of the sources for this game. If you read through the game, you'll, it shows up in there in some descriptions. <laughs> but yeah, it's your agents working for the most secret government agency you've never heard of before. And it, <laughs> and it was founded by Abraham Lincoln before he was assassinated. There's rumors around that he was assassinated by a bureau agent because he became a werewolf or something like that. You never know. <laughs> I prefer the version of Abe Lincoln Vampire Hunter myself. Yeah, I like that one too. <laughs> Officially, its name is the 13th Bureau of the Justice Department. So it's technically part of the Justice Department, but if you talk to the Justice Department and ask them about the Bureau, they go, what? What are you talking about? There ain't no 13th Bureau. Hell, ain't no 12th Bureau. <laughs> but yeah, it's a black agency that's been running more or less independently of the United States government for the past, oh geez, what? Let's do some math here. 170 years. And uh, it it's went from, you know, black powder and, you know, steampunk type stuff to, uh, up to the current day. In 77, there was a, uh, a massacre. Between 80 to 90% of the Bureau agents were killed by something, by someone. No one knows uh, or, or is willing to talk about. And the Bureau rebuilt itself from that point, which means that a lot of records stop in 77. They've been fighting records in various locations and in regional teams' uh, locations and so forth. And they're I piecing it back. George Lucas. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's being pieced back together, you know, so we eventually might figure out what happened. Almost every agent basically has encountered the supernatural in one form or another. The way the Bureau recruits its new agents is that basically they're, they're survivors of a, of a supernatural encounter. The creepy old guy down the street turns out to be a vampire. You know, or the... Uh, I've got my story. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> Just that part. Yeah. That's percolating. Now, there's some exceptions, like one of the, the example teams we have in the book, Team Fremont, one of the characters there actually was not a uh, recruit. He enlisted. 
way I run my game is a little different than Bruce Sheffer, who's one of our co-hosts on TriTech. I remember you remember the name of our podcast, the TriTech Games Podcast. <laughs> but, uh, TriTech Games Podcast. TriTech Games Podcast. What's a TriTech? <laughs> I love TriTech Games Podcast. <laughs> Well, like Josh had a question hit. about the history that he apparently sure. is not going to ask, so I will. <laughs> uh, <laughs> in the original edition, I, mm-hmm. I, I'm taking us out of character for just a moment here. In the original edition, apparently there was some episode of Cthulhu getting nuked. It was on the timeline. They had the Navy nuke Cthulhu, like in 1950 or something like well, that. Well, something named Cthulhu, because I that, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, it depends. It, I wasn't, I wasn't losing sleep over it, Eric. Some large, some large. I was curious because that's a cool thing, and I was just wondering. I thought you were wondering, and that's why I wasn't going to ask. I, what, what, some uh, large, happened? you know, squid god, you know, like that got blew up, got blew up, you know, and and minions of Cthulhu are occasionally will come walking up up out of the ocean and, and harass people, going, "Have you seen him? Have you heard about the good word about Cthulhu?" <laughs> Otherwise, you there know. used to be stats for God in the first edition too, as I recall. Well, yeah, it's very simple, you know, God. I believe, it's, yeah, it's only like one stat, as I recall. Better than you. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, yeah, the original edition also had angels, and saying, summoning an angel to send you on a trip to down the street is sort of like asking your friends to build a howitzer to fire you down the street as right. well. <laughs> you call angels when there's no last resort, and if angels can't work, you call J.P. Withers. Now, if we go to TriTacGames.com and order Bureau 13, what version are we getting? Well, you got a bunch of choices there. You got oh. you can actually get the D20 edition, or you can also order what's called Bureau 13 Complete, which is basically all the editions, so it's oh, a bit cool. historical. So each one you're going to be playing a character, a person who's had a supernatural encounter. And along the way, a Bureau team came along and rescued you, or you were able to solve it yourself, and the Bureau team then shows up and says, Oh, good work! Want to work for us? And you're the ones that stupid enough. I mean, smart enough to say yes, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and go to work for the bureau. You've been told there's a day you're going to be going out and going to training, and uh, you're sent a package with a note and some chalk. But before we get that far, we probably need to build the characters at this point. So I, I know some of you folks are familiar with Savage Worlds, so we might be able to help out the, those who don't know how to use Savage Worlds. It looks like characters that arcane backgrounds are allowed in this setting. Oh yeah, and if you happen to have the uh, the supernatural supplement, you can use those too. Well, I was wanting to make kind of a psychic character. Oh yeah, and I would suggest everyone for every team that you want some normals in there, but you also want at least one person who does psionics, a person who's a cleric of some sort, and a magic user. That way, there's places where. Magic and, and clerics and religion doesn't work, but science always does, and vice versa. So you always get yourself covered with that kind of firepower. Kind of a mix between Jeffrey Combs' character from The Frighteners and a little bit of Grant Ooh. Morrison. There you go. <laughs> so. I've got kind of a backstory. The character was a piano teacher, or maybe still is. I don't know if Bureau 13 is a full-time gig or if they still have time for a day job or if they even have any desire for a day job. Well, um, soon you folks are going to be turned into a uh, field team, which means you'll be on the road a lot. Okay. Well, then yeah. he was a piano teacher, yep. and one of his students was a... Okay, 
here's where you can modify this to fit the setting. So I'm just because I, I one of his students was a fairy who was trying to woo someone and was trying to learn about music and for some reason I haven't figured out yet he saw their true form and that's how he found out that there were supernatural uh, things going on I like that actually uh, I mean anything's possible and also probably suggests an edge you may want to take and that's the supernatural sensitivity you can notice the supernatural so hey works right in oh that's true maybe he noticed it and didn't know what to make of it and that, yeah that works He's always okay. been seeing things out the sides of his eyes, and he'll see people standing in the corner that no one else can see standing in the corner. Cool. Yeah, all right. Yeah, and he was talking to his Aunt Edna for the past five years after she died and didn't realize <laughs> that it shouldn't have happened. Yeah. She kept calling me every month like she always did. I just assumed. <laughs> like the piano teacher. Okay, you want to hear mine? Want to hear mine? Want to hear mine? Sure, sure. <laughs> It'll only take a moment. Ready? I was attacked by a skank vampire when I was out jogging one night, you know, just minding my own business, when whammo, old slime fang is on me, gnawing at my throat. Incompetent scumbag didn't manage to kill me. He left me weak and anemic, but not dead. So I spent my recuperating at home time figuring out how to explain my interesting collection of scars to first dates and where the rap bastard was holed up. I got my cousin, Father Liam, to bless a five-gallon bucket of holy water and put an extra special Hail Mary whammy on my firewood chopping axe and a hand-whittled made-in-the-U.S.-of-A wood stake. Threw the stake in the bucket for safekeeping, shouldered the axe, and set off in the bright early morning sunshine. That's very important. By noon, I'd found the rat hole the thing was hiding in. By 12.15, was out on the floor. A soggy but extremely holy stake was hammered into its chest. Stake through the heart, and you're to blame. Yeah, you can Give vamps oh, a bad name. So it stuck the axe head in the bucket. Whack, dip, whack, dip, whack. Nine-ish pieces. So I get a bit carried away, but I wanted to make sure I finished the job. Soon enough, the remains started smoking, turned to dust. Toot sweet problem solved. My name's... Uh, I love you when you go from <laughs> Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta take care of the problems yourself. There you go. Yada, yada, yada. Long story short, dead vampire. Yeah. <laughs> Nikki is making me want to actually do the Ruby Galactic Gumshoe role-playing game. <laughs> it's it's a company called ZBS. They make radio drama, and oh. uh, there's a series called Ruby: The Adventures of a Galactic Gumshoe. And it, it, I like it. <laughs> yeah, it's very metaphysical, very strange, but very cool. You gotta check it out. ZBS.org, but Real, yeah, it, right. it, <laughs> show notes. So anyway, show yeah. So when you do that voice, it makes me think of of <laughs> that character. <laughs> yeah. So I just so think I've, that I'm very practical, down to earth, no nonsense kind of a gal who gets things Mark, done. You were a Jersey girl then, huh? Maybe is this a I, problem? No, no. I mean, you know, <laughs> all right you, then. <laughs> were you were you, uh, were you across the bay from New York or what? No, <laughs> Philadelphia. <laughs> Philadelphia. Oh okay. my God! Can't you tell? <laughs> do you do you fix your vampires with uh, cheese steak through the heart? Uh, Just saying. Do I have to put up with him? Yes. Yeah. You want to hear about my character? <laughs> Please. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm trying to avoid more puns from. Uh... <laughs> 
That's not going to happen. <laughs> so my character was vacationing in the Yucatan and checking out the ruins of Chichen Itza, which might not be in the Yucatan. I can't remember where it is. But anyway, uh, taking some really high-powered mescaline <laughs> and came face-to-face with the god machine and his third eye powerfully squeegeed open as he suddenly understood the source code of the universe. And that's when the things from beyond came, being oh. the pure thought, and he had to fight him off using nothing but his own mental powers. <laughs> and Mescal- then he woke up in the pit with all the dead pig bones going, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, he had his third eye pried open by beings of pure energy. I like the squeegeed open. That was- <laughs> yeah, that's a nice image. Squeegeed open by beings of pure light and energy as he now understands the uh, secret language of the world. At least he thinks he does. Yeah, I mean, he got a few powers then, I guess. He, he yeah, he's going to... Undane world. Yeah, he's going to have the uh, psychic arcane background. Yeah. Pure energy. Thank you for that flashback. You're <laughs> that was... Does that go west? No. That was Information Society. Information Society, that's right. And that pure energy is from uh, Leonard yes, Nimoy as from Spock Trek. from Errand of Mercy. What episode? What episode? Errand of Mercy! <laughs> Errand of Mercy! <laughs> when did it air? It aired in... It was the... Um, oh, God, never mind. I, in 1967. <laughs> curious as if you knew. I didn't really... <laughs> it was the episode before the season finale, which happened to be... City on the Edge of Forever. No, wait. Actually, I think that's not true. It's Operation Annihilate was the season finale. Uh, I always challenge you on this, and you always make me regret it. (laughs) Yes, folks, we're nerds. (laughs) (laughs) Speak for yourselves. (laughs) In that same album, they have uh, McCoy saying, it's worked so far, but we're not out of it yet. And that's from Mirror Mirror. Just saying. Anyway, moving on. With the Vulcan Death Grip? There is no Vulcan Death Grip! <laughs> well, technically there is. They get really pissed at you, and they put your hands on your side of your head and go clap their hands. <laughs> a bit pesky. spot for Eric. Anywho. Any- okay. Chris. What about Chris? What kind of character you want, my friend? Well, this is what I thought of. I'm kind of at a loss, um, which is not normal for me, but... He's an amnesiac, okay. No. His, <laughs> his, his name is Richard Shaw, mm-hmm. and he is the owner of a rare bookstore. Oh, those are the best. He's also a Templar knight. Ooh. Oh, there's your cleric. <laughs> yep, there's your cleric. I was thinking about that. One day in his shop, a strange gentleman dressed you know, in trench coat and hat and came in looking for a rare book. He happened to turn out to be some type of demonic type creature. Hmm. And I didn't really defeat him. No, I just you turned have. him away. Yeah. Refused to give him service. No shirt, no shoes, extra horns. No, we don't serve those types. Now, here's so that's st- what I'm thinking. Sir, I'm going to have to ask fine. you to leave the store. Actually, in what's called the Lost Files book, there's a demon who walks around in a trench coat. Usurping books? Well, I, maybe I can have him as an enemy. 
There you yeah. go. You be um yeah, but if you have an enemy, have him as a minor enemy because you don't want him as a major enemy because that's just bad. <laughs> oh, that's you interesting. Have this demon names? I still have that somewhere. Don't remember okay, walking. Well, then I guess I have an idea. Yeah, I, like that, yeah. I like it. Yeah. Could, He's nice far. And finally, a thought from Pat. <laughs> I told Nikki earlier on I think I want to go with just a mundane character, someone go. who doesn't really have much going for him in that respect so I have Carl Caton, he's a night auditor he works at a CD rent by the hour hotel in Newark, Ohio a great circle mound yeah I have too, <laughs> it sucks it sucks <laughs> uh, <laughs> in this type of hotel he is used to odd guests, so when a group of eight robed men and women checked into one room, he didn't question it. When they hadn't <laughs> checked out four hours later, he became curious. Uh, looking out into the mound, he noticed a strange light, and since it was his break time, he wandered over and uh, got to witness a cult summoning. And that's oh. all I have so far. That's brilliant. Yeah. No, it's really, that's great. Yes, absolutely. Just the sort of thing a schmo would walk into, you know, like, what the hell is that? <laughs> well, and I'm looking at your edges. I really kind of like that dense as a brick. Yeah, but, but Dougie, you have to take clueless as a hindrance. <laughs> All right. Yeah, dense as a brick. Yeah, he's, he's the person who's just dense as a brick. You know, well, what's going on here? Why do why you have that lady's uh, heart in your hand? <laughs> hey, guys, what's going on? <laughs> You know, those bloodstains are going to be hard to wash out, you know? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, how come that guy's got things? What's going on, guys? You got Is anybody deposit. else coughing from all this incense smoke? <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm allergic. <laughs> hey, what happens if I smudge these glyphs? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I figure someone along the way, at least a couple of these, they're probably, uh, there was bureau team intervention, so I would probably say Chris's, there is probably a bureau team intervention. You know, that's probably the reason why you survived. Yeah. Because Beardine came in. And Carl, he, he, he definitely was a survivor with Bureau of Intervention. Yeah. <laughs> uh, though, Nikki, I can imagine that she's finishing out taking care of that vampire and everything else. And Beardine shows up and goes, Oi. <laughs> she says, "You're too late," <laughs> and walks past, dragging the axe in the bucket. <laughs> you want to bury that in the crossroads, would you, Miss? <laughs> <laughs> Do it yourself. <laughs> I'm done here. <laughs> the cute-looking one shows up and says, "Yeah, we want you to work for the bureau. You'll be paid like a godly sum." Sorry, <laughs> and. uh <laughs> <laughs> but I'm pumped. <laughs> uh, there are no atheists in the bureau. There are some agnostics, but no atheists. <laughs> <laughs> We've seen too much. Yeah. I figured that she's just going to be the um, whatever her skills are, more about just weapons ready to take on anything. Is well, not going yeah. to be phased by it. We'll take it on, do her best, and this move on. It's a savage world, so that means you have fighting at a high level. Isn't there an edge for that? The fearless edge or something like that? Oh, yeah. I think there is. In the, if it's not in the test drive, it's in the main... And she's not particularly book. impressed by anything she sees. She's pissed off. She has a lot of anger. She has a lot of anger, but it's controlled <laughs> So you're anger. basically, you're playing Faith from... Uh... I'm playing myself. <laughs> <laughs> is there a problem? <laughs> oh. No, ma'am.
There's Good Berserk. <laughs> she could be a berserker. That could be fun. It says C text. Oh dear God. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you see that a lot too. Even if you're agnostic, yeah. Hmm. Well, how do we get? Uh, let's see. There's. Let's see. The attributes are. Are. Everything starts at D four. Right. <laughs> And so began the character creation process. We had skill lists, we had number crunching, we had attribute points, skill points, lists of edges, lists of hindrances, lists, 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 points, 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 choices, choices, choices. Oh, we perused, we studied, we chose, and it was fun to do, but God was it boring to listen to. So I spare you that horrendous task and take you straight to the aftermath. We're going to play tonight, too, right? Uh, <laughs> no. Oh, there it goes. It's already, it's already almost 10 o'clock for you East Coasters. Yeah, I don't got to work tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> or ever. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Nikki? Uh, on your skills, are those what? Is, that number, is that the number of points you spent? Yes. No, it's total, right? Like they start at four, right? D four. Damn! Did I do it all wrong again? <laughs> Damn it! What did I do wrong, John? Instead of notice six, you should be notice D six. And so, is that six points, or is that? If it was notice. Four and then I added two. That makes it six. D8. That'd be a D eight. D six. I'm sorry. D six. Six. Because you you spend one point to get it to D four, and That's then right. another point to get it to D six. It'd be two points. Yes. It starts at four, does it not? No, that's only skills. if you buy it. Skills don't start. Skills just start at zero. Then you pay one point to get D four, another point to get D six. Then fine. Then they're all D's because then taunt. I bought and with two, so that's got it to four, and then it bumped it to six. Survival, I've used four. It's, it's climbing at five is what I'm wondering about. Well, you are the one that has 17. How do you get an odd number if you're using all even numbers? Climbing probably is at D4 then. Yeah, it is. Fine. Okay, so, so yeah. So just put a D in front of all those numbers except for the five. Just erase that and put a D4. Nice try, Nikki. <laughs> Otherwise, it, it looks it number seventeen is a stupid number. <laughs> okay, did mine get in there? Yep. Oh, Richard okay. Shaw, twenty-eight. Okay. Yep, these are all D's. So when it says agility six, that means a D six. Sure. All right, this is Ooh. me again, putting them in there again. Look at me fixing it. <laughs> Nikki's like, oh, we're not playing uh, this game again. Oh, Chris. <laughs> Chris yes. Uh, we don't use guts. So you got three points, or you can spend someplace else. Didn't you say they have something like uh, mental fortitude or something like that instead, or resilience, which is a derived stat? I thought you said there's a mental stability thing. Okay. Yes, but it's derived. It's like toughness. It's derived. Oh, okay. So that's what resilience is: is mental stability. Yes. Ah, I've got a couple extra dice. Yeah. Okay. So, what would I put down for that then? Resilience. No, 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 no. That's the resilience is a derived stat. It's like toughness. Toughness is based on half your 
dice plus two, while your resilience is half your spirit dice plus two. And Nikki's got all these... (laughs) Crying out loud, that's funny. Oh, is just the happiest character ever. <laughs> How did you make them smiley faces? I don't know. I just typed the, uh, the capital D and it did that. <laughs> oh, it's it's the uh, colon D makes a smiley oh, face. Oh, I didn't yeah. give it a space. Oh, God. <laughs> One more time, shall I? <laughs> yeah, that's... No, I think that's quite Nikki appropriate right there. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Chris, you get three skill points to spend someplace else. I'm working on it. Yeah. I'm sorry. So these these are the characters that actually encounter the supernatural and, and somehow survive. And after that, then you go to Bureau Basic Training. This is the weird thing. They say you get one year's worth of training done in one day. Yeah, that's clever. I like that. I thought that was a cool idea, by the way. I liked it. Come back completely changed. Everybody else has just been like, you've been gone for a day. You end up going to a special base in the Bangor, Maine location. Now, it's not in Bangor, Maine. It's someplace else. As best you can tell, you're somewhere in the Midwest, based on what the sun looks like, uh, where the sun is and so forth, and the sky conditions and temperatures. And you're all met by two normal people. They're your agent trainers. And then the rest sort of, like, a couple of them walk to the wall of the training facility, which is a large arena, 50-foot tall walls. Uh, there's no doors on the walls, as far as you can tell. Everyone's, everyone's going to come through the way you guys can do, which is chalk on the wall and make a door and come through. Some of the folks just walk right through the wall. It turns out that they only do training four times a year, and so no normal mortal would be in this training area three times. So at best you're going to lose three years off your life. But the rest of them are all various forms of supernatural creatures. Ghosts, trolls, and other various things that basically live for a very, very, very long time. The drill sergeant, an ex-Vietnam drill sergeant who got shot by one of his guys in the barracks, (laughs) uh, he's been doing this since the 70s. So he's been packing in close to 150 years here. If you work out the time, it's a five-for-one ratio. (laughs) So he's he's been doing this for 150 years, even though he's been doing it since the 70s. Hmm. And when it turned on the time speed device, the sky turns a strange reddish color. The sun disappears, and you see stars. And they say, "Oh, those actually those are gamma ray sources in the sky." They red shifted down to visible light. Hmm. So, and they say, of course, and there's no fly zone over top of this place because we're putting out gamma radiation ourselves. It's actually black from the outside because it's outside, all the wavelengths are going past visible light. It's radio signals, they're visible. You spend a year, basically. It takes a whole year for the sun to move across the sky. But yeah, the training is a combination of physical training. You know, classes, the agents give you some practical classes. You also find out that in about 10 years' time, you'll be here giving classes. At least one of you will be doing one of these periods, you know, so you can pass on your knowledge. And then again, in another 10 years after that, you'll be a, huh. a trainer as well. So that way you can pass on knowledge and information. Uh, one of the first things they do is take your cell phones. 
and then go into a room and come back and give you your cell phone back. Only it's not your cell phone, it's a bureau phone. Mm. A little side story. The original gimmicks and stuff we had in the, in the very first game are mm. so behind the times. And we. <laughs> And then, then, then the, the here's your real, the real recorder, people. Yeah. In '93, we tried, we tried to put numbers of things, and when we did '93, we released '93, and it was out of date by the time we hit the streets. So, for the D20 wow. version, this version, we're simply saying no numbers. In fact, in this version, I'm simply saying the bureau doesn't even bother anymore. This buys off the shelf and modifies. <laughs> Because it's so, the technology is just going so fast, and I see part of the backstory of that is there's some expert agents busy in the industry working alongside the very talented people, it's to the point where it's, the bureau doesn't even bother manufacturing anymore; it just buys and modifies. But so over the year, you basically get physical training. Uh, you get, you know, the drill sergeant is a drill sergeant. He just runs you through it like crazy. You know, he's you know, sounds a bit like uh, Lee Emery, if you're familiar with him. Uh, he was in like full metal jacket. What's that, Gertrude? Are you tired? Are you you bunch of no nuts? Today we're gonna make men and women out of you. <laughs> and Carmela says, "Get out of my face." <laughs> and he shoves his face into your face. What's that, lady? <laughs> <laughs> Can she drop him? <laughs> You're in training. Don't mess with the drill sergeant. She's she's bad tempered. <laughs> If you swing at him, your fist goes right through his head. Oh, He's but I can at least try. You have to admit it's cool if I try. <laughs> he just smiles when you do that. Little lady, we're going to have a special relationship, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> I have a project. Its name is Carmela. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, maybe we should roleplay this part out. Yeah. Hmm. Sure. Hmm. <laughs> so, what kind of doors would your characters draw? I mean, after reading the instructions, what kind of do what would you guys do with the chalk? <laughs> you get this chalk, lets you make a door. Would you follow instructions, or would you be creative? Uh... Draw a pair of double doors. I think I'd be creative. I'd draw like a dungeon door. Draw a nice Dutch door, open up the top half first and look through, then open up the bottom half and come through. Oh, would you draw windows? <laughs> nice. Oh, would you draw windows on it? Yeah, he's not a Mac guy. Oh. <laughs> I think I would draw an extremely grudging, basic, squishy little door, possibly with a peephole. Oh, Nick, you should draw a Hobbit door. I would, I would hop door, but Carmela would draw a horrible little rectangle with a peephole. I'd draw like a just a basic rectangle with like a circle for the doorknob, and then I'd write floor on the front. Right? What? <laughs> it's ironic. Is it? Would you doormat? All right. No floor. I would write floor on the front of the door. Ah. <laughs> it's so, ironic. Yeah. Don't you you don't get it. It's all right. Just don't worry about it. So <laughs> when you do your doors, basically what happens is that they sort of creak and fold and pop out, and you know the seams now form seams. That the way you drew the knob pops out exactly the way you drew it, just that three-dimensional shape. You know, and it's like okay. And 
every, I'm going to assume everyone remembers to bring their chalk and note with them. It's pretty instructions. Because otherwise, that'd be a very short character creation session for that character. <laughs> when you step through, if anyone drew windows or people, people, it, it works. You can look through and you see a sunlit scene of two guys standing there, you know, with a clipboard just waiting. When you step through, your door on the other side is the way you sort of imagined it. So, like for uh, Chris's door. It's wooden beams and iron bars and all that kind of crap on the other side. For uh, Justice, you wrote floor. Yeah. It has floor in reverse. (laughs) 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 On a very plain metal door. (laughs) Can we see this? Can we see everybody else's doors or just our own? No, you can see everyone else's doors. Basically, (laughs) everyone's doors. You see a little further down, someone drew flowers along the edge, and there's flowers growing out on the edge of their door. Because you're not the only set of agents coming here. There's actually about two dozen agents showing up for training. And they could. I'd I'd draw a beautiful woman beckoning me to come in. (laughs) Well, that would be, well. Such a guy. Oh, for God's sake. And they. (laughs) And they tell you, uh, keep your chalk. It's the only way you can get back to your place. If you lose your chalk, we're going to have to find a different way to get you back home. This chalk is tied to your location. That chalk is uh, going right in my man purse. <laughs> 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 and once it's done getting you back, it won't work again for another 10 years. Because hmm. there's no way to get into this facility except through one of those doors. Welcome to the Banger Main Training Facility. I'm Agent Smith, and this is Agent Jones. Roll's eyes, so creative. <laughs> no, I'm Anson Smith, and this is Agent Zebediah Jones. <laughs> right. And we're here nice to, to meet you. I'm Richard Shaw. Nice to meet you too, sir. Anyways, I have a cross at you. Daniel Jensen. Welcome, sir. And, I'm uh, book, book Antiqua. <laughs> <laughs> This is going to be your home for the next year. There is communication with the outside world. We finally got the internet connection to where you can actually send a message and retrieve it. It will take two weeks to get a reply back. <laughs> the uh, time differential is one second out there is 18 minutes in here. There's a reason why we have the walls. We didn't have the walls before. The first time we turned the device on, someone walked through. Luckily, they survived. Because the time differential, their heart was pumping blood through their arm and it wasn't coming back out. They, they lost a hand in the process. Ew. <laughs> yeah. Uh, birds will try to fly through sometimes. Uh, if they're not fried by the blue shifted radiation from this place, they will die going through because it takes them 18 minutes to go through. And they usually they go through head first and their heart's left behind. So they die in the process and they'll fall down, usually cooked. That's horrible. We try to keep them out, man, but it, it, it's what happens. We don't like it either. We we got scare we got scarecrows up there trying to keep them down. You can see one up there right now waving his arms. <laughs> she gets a little hand back. <laughs> we find use for them. Yeah, you know, we get them all this one cornfield. Your training is going to be both physical, mental, and knowledge. We're going to train you the best we can and at least improve you somewhat in your physical stature. Um, we're the only two humans here, uh, besides yourselves. The rest of the facility is run by um, spirits, what? Uh, ghosts, yes, spirits, ghosts, and other demiurges. 
who are friendly to the Bureau. Your drill sergeant for physical training will be Drill Sergeant Lee. He was in Vietnam. He was killed by one of his soldiers. And he doesn't take any guff from anyone at all. But he can't do anything to you other than scare the crap out of you. So you get used to that. First thing we're going to do is trade out all your cell phones. We're going to upgrade you to bureau phones. So you'll start to... The phone. (laughs) Well, no, he he looks at your phone and says, okay, we got an iPhone here, we need an iPhone. You want to upgrade to an iPhone 6? Sure. iPhone 6? Yeah, don't worry. That's okay, I've always been an early adopter. (laughs) Yeah. If anyone brought a computer, we'll upgrade your computers as well. Anyone bring any computers? Nope. Okay. Yeah, I did. Of course I did. <laughs> Not course, very high tech. Yeah. I'll just swap your computer out and say uh, we'll give you it gives you a new laptop and it gives you a, a uh, basically an iPad an iPad four. Mm-hmm. Is it Linux? Well, it's I'll whatever you. That. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, everyone's gonna get a tablet of some sort. You get your choice. You can get you know he starts writing off all the manufacturers <laughs> of tablets, so you can pick whichever one you want. Spiral bound, lined with a pen. <laughs> Whichever one Wired Magazine was given the best rating last week. <laughs> I just need some paper. Ma'am, you're going to need your tablet because it helps you out in doing searches and so forth. And you can play Angry Birds on it. Oh, hell. <laughs> we got all the best games. Like the object games. <laughs> Poor Carl's this. going into a coma. These are all technological items that he's read about and dreamed about, but never thought he could afford. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it'd be pretty pretty go through, and, they, and then you, you get escorted to, to where you're going to be staying. Actually, it's a nice set of condos they have in the facility. On the inside, there's a common kitchen area. There's basically got a living area, bedroom. Though the bedroom, all the bedrooms look like they're from a hotel. And it says, well. If you decide to do a, uh, a YouTube back home, this looks like every hotel in the world. <laughs> so, so no one realizes that you're actually someplace else. That's very clever. Yeah. We limited you to four YouTubes in, uh, for the entire period. Because unfortunately, because you're here for a year, but it's only mm. a day out there. What? Anything more than, yes. I can leave. I can only vlog four times a year. <laughs> just one year, sir. Just this one year. Suck it up, sunshine. Oh my God. <laughs> so I will be back in time for work. Oh yes, you'll be back okay. in time for work. So uh, I think you folks. He's looking through this. Yeah, uh, he starts pointing you, you, you. He points to you five. You're actually going to be trained as a team, as a as a field team. Oh, so, good. And he looks at. Carmella, really? All right. Yes, yes, sir. Well, that's swell. Uh, yeah, it's a picnic for us too. Let me tell you. <laughs> Great, we're all gonna be together. We're gonna make a fine team. Fine team. What's our team's name? Uh, you get to make your own. You get to decide for yourself. Team Fluffernutter. I, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> At key worse, there's a team once called Tuna Fish, so. <laughs> oh, if other people are making silly names, I don't want to do it then. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> the only silly name out there. Right. Oh, I like the idea that other people are doing it. Now I don't. It's not ironic enough for him. <laughs> God, I, I, will, 
Yes. I hate this character. I like playing him. I hate this guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the sad thing is I know someone like that. Or, a yeah. lot of like that. And it's really... <laughs> <laughs> You're just conforming to nonconformity, you idiot! <laughs> Yeah, but I'm doing it ironically. You don't understand. <laughs> That's no, you're insane. not. That's the point. <laughs> yeah. You just don't understand. Excuse me, I'm out of paps. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Oh, can, you, can you take a quick break for a second? Because I'm getting dry, getting dry throat talking. Well, it's actually I, getting yeah. pretty close to seven, so we should probably. We, we, in this case, we've done our. I ain't say we need. We need to finish off these characters then. Then, so we just just do the advances real quick then. And by God, that's exactly what we did. We went through the mechanics and advanced to seasoned rank, representing the year of training that our characters had gone through, and we resume this recording after those advances had been documented and taken place. Tough as nails, plus one. So you're a little harder to hurt. Yeah. You were here. You were Sergeant Lee's special project. <laughs> 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 Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Of course, toward the end, he says, Hey there, Carmella, come over here. I want to talk to you. Excuse me? Magic word, Sarge? <laughs> no! <laughs> <sighs> I roll, deep sigh, saunters slowly in his direction. <laughs> You've yep. got you to use the fact that he's actually not standing on the ground. He's flung at least an inch above it. <laughs> not impressed. <laughs> you know what? You've been one hard bitch this all this time this training, but you know what? I admire you for that. <laughs> you How many my power points do I get? Ten. Okay. Yeah, you start with ten. And you spend them on the parking spells. Anyway, he leans down. Try it again. Would to smack him? Yeah. <laughs> okay, she winds up and lets fly with a right hook. So make a fighting roll. Oh, uh, be, it, it, it's wherever your dice is for that. Yeah, um, fighting was. I don't know. Oh, I don't know if I have it in front of me. Um, a D eight. Do I have an eight? I do have an eight. Okay, well done, me. Eight. Roll again. And edit. Eight. And it again. Dude. Seven. All right. Wow. You managed to connect. <laughs> he, he's shaking, but other than that, he managed to connect. And he's like, Sagas, that's a good one. <laughs> now, he makes a fist. Lean forward. <laughs> I think not. <laughs> <laughs> Can she just offer her hand in a handshake? <laughs> Puts his hand out, he thinks for a second, then he grabs your hand and shakes it. You feel his hand. It feels like you're shaking cotton, but you can feel his hand. Cool. Well, knock him dead. <laughs> <laughs> you too, Sarge. You too. <laughs> And she salutes. Well, he salutes right back. <laughs> and then uh, toward the end, there's a little graduation ceremony, and you know, and you're all giving your you're giving your own command card. So basically, the basic agent loadout is what you get. So yeah, you get armored vest, which adds to your the numbers there add to your toughness. Ah. 
Dude, she page, rolled a 23 and only shakened him. That's pretty damn... Wow. <laughs> He's a ghost! I know, but good God. No, I'm not... Compl- I'm just... That's, I, he, that's impressive. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, he's a ghost, and he's basically... He, basically, the minuses that hit him at all are, are up there, because you're talking a combat veteran ghost. Right. Wow. Well, gotta love those acing dice. And he's had 150 years of practice. Yeah. <laughs> but I did touch him. That was cool. Yeah. yeah. So, everyone gets their, their command card, and you get your pistol. They they do not give you... Your clips are kept in a separate bag. <laughs> <laughs> the armor vest, the numbers on that, you get a plus four versus melee attacks as people hit you with knives and so forth, and plus eight versus bullets and kinetic ah. weapons. Yes. Uh, the, the Glock pistol is made mostly out of plastic. so That's it, why it, you can take it on an airplane, I've been told. Yes. Would the armor power help me at all then? Yeah. Yeah, it makes you harder to hit. <laughs> yeah, because I took armor as one of my powers. Yeah, it stacks on top of the existing armor. So, yeah, so if someone hits you with a, with a weapon, you get your armor power turned on. That means you could be upwards around. You were a six, so that means 14 plus another two or four. So, you could be between 16 and 18 toughness. Good God. Wow. <laughs> wow. So they I'm standing you. behind him. Yeah. Can I try on your cape now? No. I'm a so, so Eric, Eric, what was that again about 23 being remarkable? It's still remarkable. It just we got somebody on our side who's almost as remarkable. Yeah. You get your field agent bag, which does have the 13th pocket in it. So, yeah, you can stick up to 50 pounds worth of stuff, and it only weighs about a pound. I like that. I've never been good at packing. Yep. You get your Carillion detector, which you know how to use. You got your phone. You got your, your tablet computer. And most important, you're giving your command card. And then you're giving your first assignment. So you, you want to go home and pack, and you want to catch the first flight to Seattle. I always wanted to go to Seattle. Seattle, awesome! Yeah, you'll be there for two weeks. Uh, you're sort of tamping in for the regional team there, Team Fremont. They're actually taking vacation for two weeks. So they need someone to watch over the city. And Seattle's pretty quiet. Shouldn't be any problems whatsoever. <laughs> and then you know you're doomed. <laughs> <laughs> it's and, when they uh, tell you that it's quiet and shouldn't be any problem. <laughs> and that's where you receive your RV. Oh yeah, part of your training was to pick out the colors and styling for your Colorado RV. It'll be delivered in two weeks at, at that point. We each get our own RV, or we have to no, share the team RV. Team RV. We're like the. There's our name, Team RV. Team. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's already taken. Sorry. Damn. Uh, so's Team Winnebago, so's Team uh, Streamline, and so's Team. Uh, he rattles off a few other manufactured names. I want to be Team Bell Book and Candle or Team Pie Wacket. Pie Wacket? Pie Wacket. Big Mac Patty Wack? No, from Bell Book and Candle. That was the cat. Ah. The uh, Siamese cat. I'll let you, I'll let you guys. Siamese. <laughs> I'm sorry. <sighs> Great minds think alike. It's scary. Well, I did the basic agent loadout there because I said, you know, laying up to people's imaginations means they'll flail. And I figured, and I, and I thought of Nikki. So I said, yeah. <laughs> I can flail like a champ. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, a lot of people go, what do I take? What do I need? I said, you know what? There it is. This is your starting gear. 
You can get you can requisition. You can requisition one. You want one with silver <laughs> blades? You know I do. <laughs> when, when do I get my deatomizer? What girl doesn't want a chainsaw with silver blades? Damn! It goes with everything. <laughs> Nikki is obsessed with chainsaws. Yeah. They're useful. And they do pretty cool. You know, and in figure for for a year, about I would say about three months into it, they you basically if we had done this full thing, I actually would have had it in three months. Ever make a spirit roll for going stir crazy? Because you've been in this place, you know every nook and cranny of this place, and you can't leave it for another nine months. <laughs> There's ten thousand hours of DVDs. Guess what? You've seen about five thousand of those hours. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we have all our bits. Yep, you got your tickets. They hand you your tickets for Seattle, so you just need to get your stuff together at home. You pack light or pack whatever you want. You know, they're platinum tickets. You can bring an elephant if you have one. Oh, cool. Oh, this is pretty That's groovy. Yeah. Thank you so yeah, much, John. Thank you. Yeah, This yeah. is going to be swell. Don't worry, John. Uh, next week we'll have a full thing. We Character yeah. creation is always kind of spotty as Tarifar is. Yeah, no, and I think I probably will do the one sheet. I actually have a one sheet. The, the, I call it the primer, and then we'll get into the real one, into the full adventure. So you have a training session, so we get to, so you get to feel how the game works. Okay. <laughs> then we yeah. can go off. You know I'll have questions. <laughs> <laughs> I will talk to you yeah, guys later. i got to get running. All right. I've got to get to bed. Okay. See you all yep. next week. See you all next week. Yep. Good night. Yep. Thanks, John. Good night. Good night, gang. Thanks, John. Bye, Bye everybody. Feel better, Chris. Yep. yep.